microphone check one two what is this you're now listening to a brand new episode of the play big faster podcast look what you done started talk to him. attorney high performance coach and speaker sheree prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick from starting a business marketing strategies and the ins and outs of their industries we talk everything from book recommendations lifestyle hacks and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business the play big faster podcast starts now let's go welcome to another edition of the play big faster podcast we are delighted to have chief joseph daughter senior here with us today he is the chief of police in the city of natchez mississippi and without further ado i'm going to have um chief daughtry introduce himself and just kind of tell us what he does day to day in law enforcement in natchez First of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm humbled as well as honored uh, out of all the chiefs that you across this great country that you selected me. Joseph Daughtry, I'm a native of New Orleans, born and raised in New Orleans, uh, uptown. Uh, I was raised in the Third Ward, also in Holly Grove. Back then when I was growing up, it was wherever, you know, mother could find uh, good housing, you know, and better schools. You know, so we stayed on the move as a child, uh, raised by a single woman. And, and my grandmother, those two ladies raised me. You know, I, I come from a village where I had a lot of people that had a part to play in my upbringing from the church all the way through school, from my kindergarten teacher following me all the way through my high school career. It's a lot of people that have a lot to play in it. Been in law enforcement now 27 years. Started in Orleans Parish, at Orleans Parish Criminal Sheriff's Office, working in a jail in a Eight block radius. Back then, we had probably almost 10,000 inmates. Working in the jail, you don't have all the tools on your back belt. You have to learn to use your mind and your and your mouth because you might be on a tier where you have anywhere from 50 to 80 inmates, and you might be the only deputy at that particular time and got to con- con- uh, maintain order and control. So there's a, there's a lot that started there. Then I went to the Jackson Police Department where I, I graduated from the 33rd recruit class. I left there as a sergeant. I was a training officer at the academy. I was a school resource officer. I was a public information officer. And I left there when Sheriff Tyrone Lewis became the first African-American sheriff in Hines County. I went all those years of law enforcement. I left there as a sergeant on patrol in Precinct 2. And Commander, uh, correction, Sheriff Lewis uh, taught me a lot about community policing. And that's where I really learned community policing. Uh, we can lock people up all day. We can put people in jail all day. But are we really fixing the problem? And the community policing is the educational component. I think that really launched my career. Uh, talking as far as auto burglaries, teaching people that when you do auto burglaries, a lot of times, remember one time in the city of Natchez, we had over 28 auto burglaries in a two-week period. And out of 28, we had zero that were locked. People don't lock their cars and they left valuables in plain view, you know, and I learned through Sheriff Lewis that a true definition of crime is opportunity. If we we can't ever stop crime, but we can reduce the opportunity through the educational component of community service and crime prevention. After, after I left Sheriff Lewis, I went, Sheriff Brian Bailey in Rankin County pulled me to do the same thing. I organized all the neighborhood watches, business watches, church watches. And in my tenure there, <clears throat> he saw something in me, my district attorney at the time, Michael Guest saw something 
and they encouraged me to apply for the chief's job in Pelahatchee. And I became the police chief in Pelahatchee, Mississippi. And I loved it there. Uh, great group of people, small town, learned a lot. And it just launched me to the next career phase where I am now in the city of Natchez, the oldest city in the state of Mississippi, the oldest city on the Mississippi River. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. We're the oldest municipality in, uh, in the state of Mississippi. Matter of fact, Jackson State was first here before it moved to Jackson. The capital, state capital, used to be here before it moved to Jackson. A lot of people don't know that. Listen, you've had a very long career in law enforcement, but when did you know that you wanted to actually go into law enforcement? At what point in your life did you know that you wanted to help people and, and do this type of my, my mother tells me all the time, she said that when I was two years old, she'd make fun of me. She'd say, because um, she said, I, I want to be a police. Police. She said, I said, police. I be a police. She said, every time we go into a grocery store or a um, convenience store and saw a police officer in New Orleans or in Mardi Gras, I would walk up to him and touch him. shake. Him. Back then, we had officer friendly. You know, those, those guys were real friendly to children. We didn't have parents telling kids. You don't be good. That police gonna put you in jail. We didn't have that, so you know we looked up to them. We idolized them. We wanted to be like them. You know they used to pull out their their uh, baton and let you hold it, let you sit in the car, turn the lights on, speak in a, a PA system, say, put your hands up, stuff like you know. And it just was intriguing to me. And I've never deviated from that. I've always wanted to be in law enforcement. Played ball in school. Never really anticipated trying to go to the league or. Going any further, I wanted to be a police officer. Now, when you mentioned playing ball, a lot of people can't see exactly how tall you are because you're sitting down. But tell them, how tall are you? Because I know I'm, I'm a little. I'm, I'm six four and a half. Yeah, six four. And a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little guy. I got okay. a son. My 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 oldest son. I'm a father of three. Uh, my oldest son is six nine. My other son Jules, whose birthday is today, is six six. And my princess, she just made 21, Lord, y'all pray for me. She's uh, probably about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, now, I'm, I'm a little vertically challenged. I'm 5'3 and a half, and I hold on to that half. Very good. You hold on to that half, huh? I hold on to that half. Very good. Mm -hmm. Well, that is so awesome. So, you are currently in the oldest city in the state of Mississippi, and you provide law enforcement services. I said, part of what we do with the Play Big Faster podcast, we want to let people know that this path is attainable by anybody. Absolutely. But, yeah, so what sort of training did you have to go to? We heard about your real world, your work experience. What kind of training did you have to go through initially to get to where you are? Well, and what a lot of young people don't understand, uh, going through school, they get to the point where, man, I don't like math. Man, I don't like writing. I don't like English. I don't like reading. You know, they don't want to do these things. But in the long run, these are the things that you need to in order to, in order for me to do this job. If I didn't know how to spell, <clears throat> if I didn't know how to write, I couldn't do reports. If I didn't understand math, I couldn't balance a, a, a three million dollar budget. If I didn't know how to learn my communication skills, I'm able to talk to people. So your, your, your educational foundation is what's really going to launch you in any aspect. There's no job out here. That your basic level of educa education, rather, is not going to help you. I know school is boring to some kids. I know they understand why they have to do this. But as a young officer, 
Sheriff Lewis used to take me when he was commander before he became chief of Jackson. He used to invite me to go with him to budget meetings. I thought that was so boring to me. Why am I going to budget meet? I'm a patrolman. I don't need that. Now, guess what? I'm in budget meetings all the time. I got to maintain a $3.7 million budget, almost $4 million. You know, and I have six aldermen and a mayor and a whole city that holds me accountable for those uh, almost $4 million. So <clears throat> basic education is, is essential. I tell children all the time, stay in school, get your education, get your foundation. True enough, you may not be college ready. You, it might not, college is not for everybody. Everybody doesn't attend college. I get that. But get your foundation out of the way. We have so many of our young people that are dropping out eighth grade, ninth grade, you know, want to get a job. Finish your education and get the basics out the way. You know, some children might want to go into a trade. Welders make good money. Plumbers make good money. Uh, some people are really good with their hands. Everybody's not meant to go to college. I get that far. But in, in the same time, we know we push education on our children to make sure that they get the basics. So that shows you that every, everything that you do, if you want to be a police officer, you have to pass an entry level test. Uh, if you want to be a supervisor, you got to pass a supervisor test. So there are tests taken, modules that you have to take. Even when I applied for this job, I had to go through an interview process. And they asked me a lot of different questions that I had to answer. So you mentioned that, you know, everyone is not college ready. So do you have to have a college degree or do you have to just have a GED or high school diploma? How many different paths are there to career law enforcement? Times are changing. A lot of agencies back in the day used to just do uh, college degrees. I mean, uh, high school diplomas. But now they're doing they're doing a lot more. Some are requiring associate's degree. Some are requiring four-year degree. Some of your bigger agencies are requiring a four-year degree. Uh, and then some agencies are requiring that you have a master's when you're ready to start um, progressing in rank. You know, um, But majority of agencies require you to at least have a high school diploma or a GED. But a lot of agencies are getting away from GED. So also, are there any physical requirements if you're looking at going to law enforcement that you have to pass in order to become entry-level? Yes, there is. I was telling them what their requirements were, um, but they have to do a minimum of fifty percent to enter the academy. Dealing with push-ups based on your age, you have to run a mile and a half. You have to do an agility run. Some agencies have other um, other states have different uh, types of uh, PT tests. What we call some require you to do a mile and a half, drag a dummy, change a flat tire. The ability to squat, pick up a tire, move it, put it on, those kind of things. Uh, some agencies require you to uh, squeeze the trigger of a gun to see if you have the strength to do it. You know, uh, it just it depends on the individual agency. So there, there are some physical requirements. When you go to the academy, it's, I mean, this is it's like a boot camp. Law enforcement is a paramilitary organization. Wow. Well, listen, we just thank you so much for just giving us an insight to who you are. And, you know, what it takes to become high-ranking in law enforcement. And we just thank you so much for your time today and for encouraging others. And we're hoping that this video can also encourage others to seek a career in law enforcement. Um, anything you want to say to people who are interested in law enforcement? Well, don't ever let nobody discourage you from following your dreams. 
Um, who would have thought as a kid growing up on the streets in New Orleans would someday move to Mississippi? My mother was born and raised in Mississippi. Uh, I was born in New Orleans. We moved here. I'm here. Well, I moved here as an adult, and my career pretty much launched once I moved back to Mississippi. Moved to Mississippi. Growing up, a lot of friends that made some bad choices. Uh, I made. I tried to make the right choices, but in the, in the same breath, here I am now. Not only am I I'm, I'm a police chief, but I'm also the president of the Mississippi Chiefs Association. So out of the 300 plus chiefs we have in the state, this year is the year that I'm the president of that association. And uh, I'm the 44th president. You know, 44 is a number uh, for a lot of us. You know, we take pride in number 44. That was President Obama was number 44. You know, so it's, it's just I want to tell young people to follow your dream. Uh, don't listen to the naysayers, because you're going to have some people that's going to try to discourage you because they can't do it. They don't want you to play football because they can't play. They don't want you to run track because they can't run. Uh, they don't want you to sing in choir because, it, you know, it's not cool. They don't want you playing in a band because they think it's girly. But at the end of the day, all those things I talked about, if you really excel and put your mind and your heart and your soul to it, you can get you a scholarship to go somewhere. Every school uh, a Division One school has a marching band. They have choral music. They have choir music. Uh, you can get a, a, a scholarship for cheerleading. You know, I mean, there's so many different things you can get scholarships for. Volleyball, softball, baseball. So don't let people discourage you from following your dreams. Because you don't want to wait 10 years from now and say, man, I wish I would have did that. You know, I'm, like I said, I've been doing this 27 years now. And, and every day I wake up, I'm still excited about it because this is what I chose to do. I'm excited about what I do. Well, Chief Dodger, thank you so much for being with us today. And we just thank you for those inspirational words. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Play Big Faster podcast. Thank you so much. Until next time, Play Big Faster. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. I already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.